Greetings and salutations and welcome once again to the Capeless Crusaders here at Empire's Comics Vault. My name is David Barry at DR Barry on varying social media platforms. Uh, to my, uh, no, I'm going to go to my this plane left, not this plane. We have the upper plane. I'm Amy. Uh, you can find me at iJaneURobot on varying social media. Sorry, still lo loading. Um, and then down to the lower plane in the in the box. Who do we have here? Why why are you wearing an Iron Man mask, Steve? Uh, you're wearing a mask. What? Well, <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you guys do sometimes on these uh, hot? Uh, August night <laughs> evening Monday evenings. Uh, anyway, as always, you can find anything related to the Capeless Crusaders at thecapelesscrusaders.com. It is right down there at the bottom. If you're watching this live, if you're not, let me say it one more time: thecapelesscrusaders.com. Anything you can think of, our social medias, our reviews of comics, uh, other stuff. Everything you need related to the Capeless Crusaders is on thecapelesscrusaders.com, including <gasps> upcoming events. We like to talk about our next stream, our next uh, the live stream, our video game streams. We also like to talk about conventions that we're going we to. We like to talk about conventions. Conventions. <gasps> and not just uh, your typical conventions. Not Sometimes your comic conventions, oh, especially shoot. ones that are near and dear to our heart, mm -hmm. such as the California Republic Comic Con. <gasps> Ooh, yes. Ooh. For those of you who are unaware, uh, Colossus Girl Entertainment, the overarching company um, who has brought us several successful cons, um, they have now changed the one they have in Merced. It is now called the California Republic Comic Con. Mm -hmm. So uh, we are going to have a little bit of a chat uh, with Dave from Colossus girl entertainment and the california republic comic-con there's a lot of c's in there a lot of repetitive sounds um and so once we get dave on the line dave can you hear us we can hear you can you hear hello, us hello dave yeah we can hear you <laughs> But you've uh, you've switched sides and gone to sprint. Uh, so, Dave, thanks for talking to us. Um, <gasps> we are uh, might be related to Char uh, Charlemagne and or Christopher Lee. I'm not sure yet. Um, so. First off, tell us a little bit about um, the, the change and what we've got coming up for the California Republic Comic Con. Well, uh, as you know, last year, the shows were uh, Colossus. Mm-hmm. And um, we rebranded re to have more of a local feel to the shows. Mm -hmm. So Merced is actually California. And uh, people have really responded well to that. And um, I'm really not sure if Stockton is a Comic-Con, but 
I think that the two largest shows in the valley are us and Stockton. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. And if Stockton doesn't consider themselves a Comic Con, which I know Mike knows really well, but I don't know if they can be, I think it's just a pop culture event. Well, if that was the case, we would officially be the biggest uh, Comic Con in the valley. I mean, it's amazing. Uh, this year, what we have, have really expanded. You know, last year we had Gil Gerard, and we try to bring out celebrity guests that you're not going to see anywhere and and we're only going to bring one time so we tell people hey if you want to see this guest you have to come out this time because you're never going to see him again and we had a guy that came all the way down from the sierra mountains last year to see gil gerard and i swear the guy has like Gil Gerard on his wall with two candles on each side. I mean, he just totally reveres Gil Gerard. So, I mean, if you love the guests that we have, you have to come out because you'll probably never see him again. Right. I mean, we we were hanging out with voice actors who had molded our childhoods, and we didn't even realize, like, because you just you 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 associate the voice, you don't associate the 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 face. So when we saw mm-hmm. Michael Bell, we're like, oh. He's done some stuff, and then we started going through his massive, his massive, massive catalog list. of everything that he's done, and I was like, "Holy! Just ev- everything, every cartoon that I watched, every video game that I played, he may or may not have been involved in a huge way, or at least in just a here or there, a voice." And it was just amazing to just—I didn't even know he was around. I never even thought about like you, like you were saying. It's like someone that I never really thought about seeing at a con, and then we got to hang out with him, and it was just the coolest. The coolest experience. Mm-hmm. I can totally agree with that. I mean, uh, right? You know, he he's probably the most one of the most prolific, and uh, you know, he's a legend in, in in regards to voice acting. And that's he's just another guest that you probably will never see in the Bay Area again. And it's very difficult to get him. And it was kind of a coup that we got him <laughs> to begin with. And um, we'd love to have him again, but he's so busy around the world. That for him to come back around to our area, you know, it'd be slim to none. So I'm glad we had him for for Pleasanton. And so I, I know we also, Amy got to got to chat with uh, with Julie Dolan. I know it was so exciting. That was a fantastic a uh, little little spiel that you had. Um, so I know Julie is going to be back this year, correct? Right, right. I'm sorry if my response is uh, is a little. Um, off because it's just hard to hear you so i'm trying my best but um julie doolin when we signed the contract for her we signed a contract where she appears in pleasanton and merced and that in the contract she cannot appear anywhere in the state of california for for this year so we we have her exclusively nice and and that's the beautiful thing because if you really want to see the voice of princess leia Mm-hmm. You know, you either had to go to Pleasanton and now coming up in Merced. So if you love Star Wars, you have to come to Merced if you miss Pleasanton. I don't know if you saw the uh, the 501st yeah, and the, the Rebel Legion group. Mm-hmm. They gave her awards, uh, you know, in Pleasanton. And, uh, you know, she's a lovely, lovely guest, wonderful person, and probably another one of those uh, Star Wars actors you may never may, may never see in the area again so yeah no she was the 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 uh, interview that amy had with her mm-hmm. was fantastic it was a lot of fun she was absolutely lovely she was wonderfully kind um is there anybody that you're really excited to see for uh merced i'm I sorry can you say that again is there anyone that you're really excited to see for the uh 
for the Merced Show. I, I couldn't quite hear you, but I think you said something about guests in Merced. Yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, I did. Who, who, are you, who are you most excited for in Merced? Um, what I'm most excited to see uh, is Gary Lockwood. He was uh, uh, Dr. Pohl in 2001, A Space Odyssey. Yes. He, uh, he's done you know Star Trek, loads of stuff. Um, he's, he's a science fiction legend. And to get him in Merced, if, I mean, if, think about it. If you live in Merced – and you've seen 2001 A Space Odyssey, that movie changed the face of science fiction uh, for all times. And, um, you know, if you're, you know, I'm, I'm an older guy, but if you're younger in your 20s or whatever, if you've never seen 2001 A Space Odyssey, uh, you have to see it, especially if you're a filmmaker, because it revolutionary, uh, revolutionized science fiction. I mean, it, it was way ahead of its time. I, I don't think there would be a Star Wars uh, without it. I mean, it really uh, influenced uh, science fiction. And, and Gary Lockwood, he's a legend. Um, we have Sean Kenny. He played uh, Captain Pike in Star Trek. I'm sure you're familiar with him. Oh, yeah. And then we have uh, returning as Jimmy Hunt. He's kind of like our uh, our Merced mascot. <laughs> so we plan on having him like every year for the rest of his life because he's just such a fun guy to have around. Um, we have two Power Rangers this this year. Um, Allison McGinnis, who played um, the Pink Ranger in um, – boy, it's late at night. I'm losing my mind. She was the Pink <laughs> Ranger in the uh, Power Rangers. And then you have uh, Steven Schuyler, who was in Power Rangers Samurai. He was the Gold Ranger. And then uh, here uh, we have, you know, Chris Marinette. He's our official artist for the conventions. He does a lot of our uh, logos and our uh, comic strips that people get free at the shows. Um, and then a, a real special guest who's never even made it out to Northern California is Matt Haley, who does Wonder Woman uh, 77 for DC Comics. Nice. Yeah, I was, I was just looking up because I had never – be, uh, besides uh, the Wonder Woman 77, I had never seen uh, any of Matt Haley's work. And then I checked him out and realized he's actually done uh, a fair amount. He's also – he did the uh, the the fan film, the Comic-Con fan film. He was he was involved in that, which is one of like the coolest uh, looks at the San Diego uh, and, and the Comic-Con kind of culture that I've ever seen. So that was a, an awesome grab for you guys. I actually think that's going to be really cool to hang out with him. Right. And, you know, it was funny. We just – kind of just came in contact with each other. We just started talking, and then uh, I said, hey, you want to come out to Merced? And he just said, sure, why not? And that was pretty much the extent of him him coming out. And, um, you know, we have, uh, I don't know if you know Omar Morales. He's local. He's um, he's going to be at the show. Um, uh, Tubi from Villain Comics. I'm sure you're familiar with him. He, he's, a, he's a local person. We have a lot of cosplayers uh, this year. We have uh, Lucky Bunny Cosplay, who they're Merced locals, uh, Nessie Kate, and if you met Colossus Girl in Pleasanton, yeah. she'll yeah. be uh, she'll be in Merced. And we did something a little different this year. I know that many local people are very um, – they know the West Coast Avengers very well, you know, Sandy Vader, Ace, that, that whole group. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're having – I don't know if it's the first time, but we're having – uh, a family cosplay guest, whereas the whole family is guests, uh, because if you know NorCal Cap from oh, yeah. West Coast yeah. Avengers, uh, 
his whole family cosplay. That's cosplay. awesome. So, yeah, mm. so we're like, yeah, bring the whole family and just that so people can dress their whole family up and take pictures with your family. You yeah. know, it'd be just a lot of fun. I'm, I'm looking so, at the, uh, the, the image that you guys have for them right now, and it's literally he's Cap, his kid is uh, Steve Rogers when he's in the Secret Avengers, and then his wife is Miss Marvel, and his daughter is Captain Marvel. I think that's they, they right. look they look great. That's gonna be awesome to see them. No, yeah, no, it's it's, it's the it's the cutest thing ever. And uh, so you know, we have I think we got a really great guest lineup. But out of to answer your question, because I went into tangents, for me personally, my favorite to see is Gary Lockwood, and we're also offering exclusive uh, lunch with him. So oh, wow. if you're a big fan of the 2001 A Space Odyssey, you can sit down and have lunch with him. And also with Sean Kenny from Star Trek, you can have lunch with him. And it's going to be a very intimate, private thing with very limited people. Only 10 people are going to be able to have lunch with either Gary Lockwood or Sean Kenny. And um, they're not sold out yet completely but almost and uh so if you're a fan of either one of those if you're a star trek fan i mean how often do you get to just sit down and have lunch with with an actor you know from from star trek right someone someone who is part of the original series and helped shape you know what we see as modern sci-fi that's both both those both those opportunities to be with pillars of the sci-fi uh genre i think that's an awesome opportunity for people Right, I'm I'm a little jealous of it myself because I don't get I don't get to do that. I mean, the, the fans get to do it. I, I have to run around like a chicken with my head cut off. The whole day. <laughs> I, I don't. I, I can't enjoy any of it. <laughs> that is that is the woes of being the 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 con organizer is you can't necessarily enjoy the con as much as the fans. It's that trade off. Right. And I'll tell you some is as well. We really worked on this year is a lot of comic cons or shows. They don't have a lot of activities. Usually it's a vending hall, maybe a, a couple of video games and maybe some panels. And I thought, well, you know, with a lot of little kids, the parents like to go sh- you know, shopping around, maybe see some some get celebrities and the kids kind of tag along and they're like, can I do something that I want to do? Well, this year we have um, we have laser tag, so you know the kids can what? go and play uh, laser tag, and and uh, that's that will be done by um, JRL Extreme Laser Tag. Um, we also have a film festival. Uh, it's it's all day of films. Uh, we have two two world premieres at the film festival and uh, some international films. One from Iraq and one from England. And uh, so that'll be fun. I mean, if you go to the show, you can spend all day just watching films. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah but really cool. I urge everyone to do a little laser tag, maybe watch a film, play some video games. We're going to have um, a game room with loads of video games. I think we have just about every classic video game in there from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. I mean, it's loaded. And if you don't want to do any of that, then we have all day concerts. <laughs> we have, oh my gosh! So we we have a stage with music going on, and um, we have uh, a DJ in between acts that'll be playing music, and that'll be done by DJ Lamont Walker and Photo XL. Uh, he's a local from Merced, so you can see it's just not just a vending hall and panels. It's 
so much going on and that's how we wanted it because we want people to have fun for the entire day you know you you spend your 10 bucks what do you what can you do for 10 bucks you go to mcdonald's maybe maybe you see a movie for a couple of hours you go to you go to uh california public comic-con 10 bucks it's all day free concerts uh laser tag film i mean you know i don't want to get too crazy but you know, it's it's just all day fun, and and you know, if if you don't if you find you know something you don't like, uh, let's say uh, you're tired of laser tag, you've done that. Well, you can catch a film, or you can play games, or watch a concert. And Steven Skyler, I don't know if you've listened to his music or not. He's the Gold Ranger from Power Ranger Samurai. He's going to be performing live at the show, with also with Steven Constantino who was also in Return of the Jedi. And how often do you get those two guys playing music together? So it's uh, it's going to be wild. Yeah, there, there is literally something for everyone, yeah. no matter what. And that's awesome that it's, it's grown so exponentially into something that can be so much more than just, I mean, you know, we love, we love comic book conventions and we love comic books, but there, <laughs> there is a point where, a change in scenery and in, a change in the type of entertainment oh, yeah. is just exactly what you need to get you over, you know, that, that midday that hump, midday hump. <laughs> after, after you've circled everything and you're a little hot and it's like, oh, I can go. I mean, <laughs> the Crusaders challenge anyone to a game of laser tag. Let's just I'm just going to lay that down right <laughs> yes, now. Please. We will take on any any cosplayer, any other podcast in some laser tag. But to know that we can also then go and enjoy you know, different art forms. I think that's just, that's a fantastic, a fantastic thing that you guys are bringing together. Um, right. Yeah. You know, when someone asked me, they go, you know, you have two shows in the Bay Area. Why can't you bring all that excitement to the Bay Area? And we can, but we wanted to do it in Merced first because the reason why we started to do a comic con in Merced was to bring something to the city. Um, there were so many people who came up to us after the show last year said, you know, thank you for bringing this because there's really not much to do out here, and it's great to have something for the kids to come out here and do, and uh, that's why we want to add in a lot of fun stuff for the children that they really have a great time with it, just not the adults. Yeah, and and I I feel like the the comic conventions right now, uh, we're we're at a really like a golden age for the comic con because we can have. You know, we can have San Diego, we can have New York, we can have these massive events, but we can also have, you know, we can also have the Stocktons, we can have the we can have the the SACCon and the SAC anime up where we are, and we've got uh, the the uh, California Republic Comic Con, we got stuff out in in Turlock, like the the fact that we have so much coverage now that that, that you can get to multiple cons a year, oh, see yeah. different people, experience different things, and not have to spend thousands to go down and thousands to go down and get in a hotel room and everything you know san diego is it's mecca but it's fantastic that we have all these other opportunities so thank you for that because we really appreciate how much you guys how much work you're putting into this because it seems like it's going to be just a a super fun event yeah no it will and you know in regards to san diego i mean many people would like to go i mean who wouldn't you know after especially after seeing the movie paul right Yeah. yeah but um you know, I speak to people who, who've gone and they've spent, you know, six to seven, eight grand on going to that convention. And, and you know what? Let's be honest. In, in this day and time, economically, many people can't do that, you know, mm-hmm. or, well, for that kind of money, I'd rather take a, a month long trip to Europe. <laughs> but, 
you know, it's, um, you know, you want something for everyone where everyone could afford. If You know, if you can't go to San Diego, you can do the Stockton, you can do the Merced, you know, you can do the, the Satcons and those things, and you still get the same uh, same spirit, same feel, um, just not a lot of the, the elbow banging, you know? Oh, and yeah. it's not going to cost you so much. It's not going to cost you thousands of dollars to do it. Yeah, it's going to be a great time. So September 16th, uh, 10 to 5, the Merced County Fairgrounds. Did I get all that right? That's right. And I also heard Marina told me you guys are now the official podcast of uh, of Merced. We we are the we are, we, rep- are. we are representing the valley in that instance. <laughs> nice. Well, you guys. Well, I I told you know I in Stockton. It's funny. Curtis is my favorite because <laughs> because, <laughs> because you walked right past me and Curtis, as soon as he saw me, he's all like, hey, Dave, how's it going? And, uh, you know, we and we got to talking and, uh, well, I just lost my story, what I was going to say. But uh, <laughs> but you, you got me so excited. But, no, I, you know, I love Curtis and you guys. I, and I told him, back to where I was going with this, what I told him is, you know, I've listened to a lot of podcasts. I've been on a lot of podcasts. I've even done my own podcast, you know, way back when. And I have to tell you this, and I'm not just saying it to say it. You guys are the best podcasts I've listened to. You guys, you know, are, are visual as well, just not audio. And and that is amazing because not a lot of podcasts do that. Usually it's just audio. So, uh, you know, and I told Curtis that I thought you guys were the best, and and I'm glad you guys uh, are there, you know. And you guys do great coverage. So, well, thank th- one. Thank first you. off, thank you yeah. for the praise. Second, my bad. I totally <laughs> I didn't know until after the fact. I didn't even realize you were there, and then Curtis was like, "Oh yeah, Dave was here." And I was just like, I was overwhelmed by StocktonCon this year. I was just <laughs> I was my eyes glazed over, and I'm like, "There's people here, apparently." So, so yeah. So, thank you for the praise, and thank you for having us. We're really looking forward to to seeing you guys. Um, yes, it, I like watching you guys when you have your show. So it's it's a lot of fun. So. Awesome. Well, thank you. So thank we you will so we will see you and your entire crew. Days. Eighteen days, 18. thirteen hours. I'm on your website right now, looking at the, the timer clicking down. <laughs> And there's free parking. I think that's huge that it says free parking. I think that's a really big deal for a lot of people who go to cons. Yeah. Yeah. Let me mention one more thing because, you know, we had one fault last year, and that was food. People, like, had to go off grounds to get food. They had to walk, like, five blocks to get food. Well, I will tell you, this year we have uh, Chef Anelli's. They're sponsoring the show. uh, Catering. Nice. uh, Snack Coup is uh gonna be there um nathan's hot dogs uh they're doing a charity uh with uh wish upon a star we have kettletopia wild game beef jerky rita's and outwater and two angry guys serving burgers so there's gonna be so much food for people they're gonna forget all about not having food last year (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it definitely all, all of the bases have been covered i'm i'm really looking forward really looking forward to this event oh my God. uh so Excellent. dave well i can't wait to see you again yeah thank thanks for thanks for taking the time apologies you know we, we know it's late we're all getting sleepy but we appreciate you taking the time to chat with us <laughs> well thank, so, thanks for having me again and i hope to come on again and i'm sorry for talking too much uh, i apologize for the, we the more information the better we can get people excited for this con so we will see you 
in 18 days, Dave. All right, and uh, you guys have a good night, and we'll talk soon. Sounds good, man. Take it easy. Bye, Dave. Take it easy. All right, bye. I know he can't see me, but I'm going to wave anyway. <laughs> We're all waving. Ah! Uh, so, hey, uh, Steve, are you still there? Our, our friend in the box. Yeah, you still are there? You, are you in the hey, box? Hey, bud. <laughs> he's not there? I, I well, don't, I don't he's, see him. He's, you, you can kind of see his face maybe right here. You can kind of just – there he, <laughs> there he is. <laughs> He's the man in the box, uh, buried in his, not going to say the next word. So, uh, we already had the nice conversation with Dave. Um, so, on this episode, besides that, we are still going to go around the horn. We're going to talk about some comic books. Uh, we do have a little bit of news. Uh, if we get a Steve's back out of his box and uh, talk to the news monkey, he has he's telling you he has news stories. And then, our main topic for this evening, it is the 100th birthday of The King. Yep. Jack Kirby, oh, yes. the man, the myth, the legend. So we're going to be talking a little bit about that. So as always, when we're in a comic book store and we're surrounded by comic books, we like to go round the horn. He's back. God. Yes. All hail the returning whatever. He got out of the I felt like Zod stuck in that phantom zone. Well, there was a lot of yelling. We couldn't hear anything, but it was great to see you just up on there. Like, nah. <laughs> we're the official podcast. Yes. <laughs> Are you standing? Gonna... Oh, I thought you were going to cry. <laughs> so, yeah. So we're going to go around the horn. When uh, we go around the horn, we go around the table in a circular fashion, except for the uh, fact that we no longer have a circular table. Uh, no. Unless we're at the Steve's Manor. He's at a circular table, True. I believe. I am. So uh, you can you can go around the horn, you know, locally. Um, oh. So when we go around the horn, we talk about what comic books we've been reading this week. I'm going to start us off because I'm selfish. You always selfish. are. Selfish, mm-hmm. selfish man, because I caught up. Finally. Two things. Finally. The greatest comic books being printed currently. My favorites. Starting off with Saga number 45 i am caught up Finally. up until this week because it comes out new issue comes out this i week. know but that's okay i'm so i'm so proud of you right now so it's it's hard to say specifics about the book because i burned through the last like 20 something issues because i was behind i was behind and i am now current um it's a really uh a, a dark dark topic currently going on in the book dealing with uh the loss of an unborn child um however uh, in this story, when you uh, have a miscarriage and you're carrying a creature who can use magic, uh, you get that magic as long as you have the the dead fetus inside you. Uh, yeah, they yeah, it's, it's reabsorbing the magic. Yeah, it's kind of kind of dark, but it just makes, of course, for an amazing story. However, uh, it is basically killing uh, our heroine due to the fact that she has uh, this dead magical fetus inside her. Um, it's really sad, but at the same time, just so good. Like you but can't. It's also been months that Alana's had yeah, a baby in there, just also, running around. I have Saga. You get Saga right there. So yes, yeah, so Saga Forty Five. I am finally caught up. It is just. It never. It is not yet disappointed me. This book has not disappointed me at all. I'm just incredibly happy with it. I don't want it to go anywhere. Uh, speaking of books that might be going somewhere, though. No. The other series that I caught up on. <gasps> East of West, number 34. With friend of the show? Friend of the show, Nick Dragata. Hey, Nick. Soon to be on the show, Nick Dragata, our our close personal friend. Uh, We shook hands. We met. It was lovely. He gave me a book. Um, So, East of West, number 34. Again, I was like 15 issues back, caught up in it. The artwork, 
outstanding. The writing, outstanding. We're going to be talking more about Hickman later on. But uh, east of west, it's, it's, it's all coming to a head. It's the, this, this massive war that has been brewing and brewing. And uh, we've seen little, little bits of it, certain you know, nations getting, uh, getting their bells rung a little bit. But now it appears we do have all-out war uh, as the Confederacy has officially bombed uh, the House of Mao. Um, killing the majority of their best soldiers. Um, so now the House of Mao is waving the black flag and they are marching to war. It is so good. So like good. East of West, I Saga for the longest time was my number one. Saga is number two right now. It's great. It's amazing. East of West is the best book being printed today. Hands down, bar none, does not matter the publisher, does not matter anything. East of West is the best book out According to Dr. Barry. According to the only person whose opinion you should listen to right now, because I'm talking me. So now you're going to listen to other. Op- now you're going to get other opinions that you used to listen to. So Amy, Amy, what have you been reading? Um, so I read lots of things. If you had a chance to uh, stop on the Instagram of Empire's Comics Health, where uh, yes. we currently are located. I do a read segment every Monday. So uh, my first read, because I literally blew through all that, is The Beauty. Mm. And I read all the way up until, oh goodness gracious, I think they're up to issue 17. Yes, that sounds right. And so it is fantastic. Uh, Basic premise, Beauty has become an STD. And so if you get your freak on with somebody who is extra pretty, you can catch it. But there's a catch in catching your STDs. And it's not just itchy, it's... Um, More scratchy. I know. And they <laughs> fight, 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 fight. Um, you you die in a very gruesome way <laughs> after a period of time for being pretty. <laughs> Steve's, don't be pretty. Don't. What are you reading? <laughs> <laughs> it was in the Crusader Library. It's, it's, ama- it's an amazing story. It's in the library. It's I got keys well to the done. library finally, and I wandered in there, and it was in there. And and it's really well done. It's dangerous. It's very dangerous. But I totally recommend the first arc, which is the first volume. Go do it. Beautiful, cray cray, mature content. Nobody under the age of. Yeah. Yeah. No ch- no chitlins. No chitlins. But the next book that I read for chitlins can be for chitlins. Yeah. It's an all ages book. I read number two of Moonstruck. <sighs> by Grace Ellis and Shay. I think her name's Beagle. But Grace Ellis also did Goldie Vance. And so this is the long-awaited number two. Our beautiful barista slash werewolf is finally taking out her uh, love interest on a date. And they're going to go to a magic show. And her best friend slash third wheel centaur named Chet decides to come along. Um, Adorable things ensue. And you'd be like, hey, why do... You need to go to a magic show when there's magical and mythical creatures all over the place and magic's being used in your everyday. You're going to find out. Oh. Also, there's a big, big, oh, snap, cliffhanger where we actually should be concerned about one of our main characters. Oh, snap. And you haven't read it yet. I'm so, I'm so excited. I, uh, I It is know. awesome. It's beautiful. It's beautifully drawn. Uh, Kate Leth did half of this book in the art. You can totally tell if you Love know Kate, Kate Leth. Leth. Yeah. I, click, hi. Click. Hi, boss, boss Valkyrie lady. I love you. I love you. Okay. So, yeah, uh, that's what I read. And I read a lot more than that, but that's the stuff that I can remember right now. And that's what I have graphics for. So, uh, Man in the Box? Devs. Oh, well, you see, 
it burns when I pee. I, I got a case of the beauty. Yeah, that makes that, a that, lot no, of that's sense. Not, that's not, not, not beauty. what it is, but that's okay. That's not how it works. That's, 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 how it works. that's the clap. And you can't no. get beauty. Oh. Whoopsie. <laughs> <sighs> well, I read something kind of basic, but entertaining. <laughs> it's for the world of DC. It was Green Arrow 29. Ooh. He teams up with the Dark Knight. What? Wait, is this is this the the metal tie-in? No. Oh, that's tomorrow. That, that I'm, no, not a metal tie-in. No, it's a it, Green Arrow is going cross country. Uh, the vicious organization he discovered, Ninth Circle. He's learned that they're not just in Star City; they're nationwide. Uh oh. So Ollie, who's been uh, uh, set up for murder. What? It's going across country. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They messed him up. Uh, he's now in Gotham, and he believes the Ninth Circle is connected to the Court of Owls. <gasps> yes! Oh, you you, oh. Ca- you called that. You totally <laughs> called that, that they're basically mm-hmm. the equivalent of the Court of Owls so that they would be tied to them. Good, I like the court. Good job. I like the yeah, court. Thank you. Thank you. Um, there is a fantastic Fantastic image. Uh, first, before that image, I'm going to talk about. It shows Oliver undercover at this Gotham rich boy function, and while he's while he's playing the playboy Oliver Queen, he's narrating how Bruce never really was that playboy. He's mm-hmm. pretended, but he's never lived that life like Oliver did. Bruce has put on a facade, and Bruce has always been. The Bat, and there's this panel they show of, of, of while Oliver's talking and Batman going over the city. And at one point, when the court is meeting, they have all the talons there. The talons there, they're, mm-hmm. they're henchmen. They're... So they're given orders to kill the poor because the poor are a bane on society. So all the talons leave, but one stays there. And that one was Ollie. Mm. And that next panel that I just sent is an amazing image. It's Oliver (gasps) taking off the Talon costume, and I'm here to hunt, I think is what he says there. And at the same time, the very next panel is Batman saving a poor person on the street from being killed by the Talons. Oh, wow. There it is right there. So it's – they disagree with each other because Oliver is starting to lose hope in humanity, and he's considering killing some of these guys. And Bruce talks him back. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's losing faith in humanity, and Bruce puts it back in him. So it, it was it was a really good story. You, you know what? You may have actually just sold me on Green Arrow because I, I have not been reading sound it. Sound like I want to read it That's, now. That sounds really good. I'm really this Green Arrow issue that started with Rebirth. I've enjoyed it, and right now that he's on the run and going cross country hunting Ninth Circle, I'm I'm enjoying it very much. Nice. So we know it's the ninth circle and not the nth circle. Oh, ooh, correct. Oh. <laughs> Weird. Now we're just making connections, just because it's like Scott, oh. friend of the show, Scott Snyder, follows us on Twitter. Hi, Scott. Uh, we're just way, we're just conspiracy theories out the wazoo. We really want to know. So now that we've, uh, we, there's, we always want to know things. We always want to know new things. Sometimes that means we want to know some news. So as Steve's, I know you're not here, but is the news monkey with you? Is he hanging out? He, didn't, he didn't come home with me. Monkey. Monkey. <laughs> oh. Oh, jeez. Oh, wow. uh, so apparently Thank you, he's, he's not a fan of salt. 
that's what we just learned. And or I didn't. See- Steve's needs to stop calling his children news monkeys. I don't know. It could I be paid for two. your gas. Oh, okay. oh, see, see, I knew somebody had the car. Did he drive the van? Oh, he did drive the van. He, the, the van was supposed to be here. It's supposed to be here. <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, uh, Steve, once you once you calm down the monkey, let's give us give us some news stories if you if you if, got them. If he gave the, you any, the, the bottle you like, it's in the fridge. Oh, all right. So first off, <laughs> in our news segment. CW and Hulu, hmm. after separating a year ago, hmm. are back together. Oh, <gasps> is this TMZ or is oh, this Crusaders God. News? Shenanigans on those. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, Dan Wicklion from over at Bleeding Cool mm-hmm. reporting that all of the CW shows will be on Hulu live streaming, including the DC Universe. All they will of all be them? there. All. Smallville? All of them. Well, oh, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> what? Arrowverse. I, I apologize. Asked, I, asked the, nah, I wanted Smallville. The, the, the arrows and the flashes and the Supergirls and the legends. Ooh, maybe Constantine? Ooh. Uh, we'll see. I, I'd, be, I'd be down with that. Especially if it's great. renewed. Come on. Come on. You, uh-huh. you know. Do it. Huh. <laughs> so there you have it. To our DC fans who watch CW, they'll be on Hulu. Our next story, the bottle is not empty. Look under the shelf. There it is. Don't. No. Stop it. This is why we don't let him take home the monkey, man. (laughs) Apparently the news monkey is not good for traveling. You're sleeping with Indiana. (laughs) We should not be sending the news monkey home with you. Is Indiana going to be safe? I don't know. Uh, On my second story. On kind of a sad note, uh, this past weekend, legendary horror director Toby Hooper passed away at the age of 74. Toby Hooper, of course, became famous for directing Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, a movie that cost only $300,000, made him a famous uh, horror name. He went on to do the Poltergeist, Mm -hmm. written by Steven Spielberg, Mm -hmm. and Salem's Lot the Stephen King novel. Hmm. And those of you who would interested in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, there are Texas Chainsaw comic books. <gasps> mm-hmm. Oh, that's how you're tying all these things together now. Starting in, yeah, you got it, you know it. Uh, the, the other producer, the one behind, the one on the ones and twos, told me to find a way to connect it. Yay! <laughs> <Found> it. <laughs> Look at that. So starting off at North Star Comics, Topps Comics, Avatar Press... It eventually ended up under the DC umbrella at Wildstorm Comics, the last one coming out in 2008. But there's about 17 years of uh, Texas Chainsaw Comics, all because of Toby Hooper's amazing classic from 1974. So there you have it. Toby Hooper, rest in peace, age 74. And lastly, real paper. It says Captain Marvel. What? <laughs> <laughs> the monkey writes uh, really big. David Sandberg, huh? the director who just uh, finished doing Annabelle, okay. is now directing, of course, Shazam. <gasps> and he is listening to his fans. He's been saying that he's getting a lot of tweets that fans hope he stays true to the comics. 
uh, that they hope he does this and not that. And he says it's he wants to be faithful, but it's a lot of pressure mm-hmm. uh, saying true to it. So I'm going to make it easy for him. Uh-oh. It's going to be really easy as I drop my microphone. Um, I got your Shazam right here. It's that simple. I'm going to go personal here. Monkey, no. We're done with the news. I'm going to save you money, David. You're not going to go shell out money for, for a, you know, a, a John Cena. No. You're not going to shell it out for a Channing Tatum. No, no. Look at me. I'm, I'll do it for 10 bucks. Okay? <laughs> 10 bucks. All right? I will be Shazam. And you're not union. The sooner. I'm not union. Yeah. The sooner you sign me, the quicker I get on that Dwayne Johnson workout. And I'll be in Shazam mode by the time you're filming. You'll be in Shazam mode. And by the way, I'd eventually fight Black Adam, which is Wayne Johnson. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. Sandberg. Sandberg. Hashtag make a Steve's Shazam. Again. I keep dropping the mic. I keep dropping the mic. It's because and I'm that, so that, excited. That's that the point you're trying to make. So you're, you're, you're dropping the mic to Sandberg. Literally. Being like, yo, yeah. make a Steve's Shazam. Hashtag. At uh, the Azorian one. Hashtag make, make. At the K plus Crusaders. Make mine a Steve's. Is the, make yeah, mine a Steve's. I like that yeah. one. It's not hashtag me. we stand with look, the Steve's. Look. Look. The corny smile with the, the, the air the eyebrow. Shazam. Yeah, man, you got it. Shazam. <laughs> you, 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 look, you look perfect for the role. Here, here's to hoping. <laughs> Thank you, Barry. Thank so, you. Uh... <laughs> that concludes News Moment. With the Azorian one, Anthony and Steve's. Send back the monkey. Monkey, back to Sacramento with you. Back to you, Barry. Thanks. And, and, oh. and Amy. There and, it is. It's... And Amy. And Amy. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, buddy. Topped off his glass of whatever the monkey's drinking. Make sure he doesn't crash the van this time, yeah. please. We can't was... pay for He's... any more repairs no, on the van. There were so my... many dents That's... last time. He's taking my car. That's oh. my car <laughs> Go, monkey. monkey, go. Drive faster. <sighs> <laughs> the monkey's gonna roll up in the tumbler here in a little bit. So mm-hmm. we're going for ice cream. Like I said earlier, uh, today is a uh, it is a, a great day, also a sad day, of course, uh, because today would have been the 100th birthday of the legendary comic artist and creator who was Jack the King Kirby. Mm-hmm. So today we're gonna talk a little bit about him because first off, for those of you unaware. Of who Jack Kirby was. That's a fairly uh, if you, re- good if, representation. If you were living under a rock for the last, mm, I don't know, 60 years. Um, or you just don't have access to the internet. Or, or you were frozen in ice. Yeah, that, or you're trapped in another universe because of a Tesseract. Yes, all of those things, uh, though the more possible one is that you're living under a rock. So, Jack Kirby uh, created and or co-created, at this point, the total is 324 comic book characters. Think about that. 324. you in the box. uh, Some of which... Uh, you may have heard of before. Uh, if you're watching live or if you're watching on YouTube, you see that little picture we've got there. That's just a handful of the characters that he's four. created. Uh, so I'm just going to go down a couple of them. Alphabetical order. No, I'm not going to choose any preference here. Uh-huh. But uh, we got people like Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. You know, Hank Amen. Pym, a.k.a. Ant-Man. Um, the Avengers. Yes. All, all of the all Avengers. Of the Avengers. Uh, let's see. We got Beast. Yep. Cyclops. 
Black Panther. Not Blob. Black Bolt. Bucky Barnes. Captain America. America. Peggy and what? Sharon Carter. Peg- all my Carters. All of the Celestials. Cyclops. I already said him, I think. He created the Daily Bugle. He is. The, <gasps> the entire Daily Bugle Wait, was, is, was him. Is he J. Jonah? He J. basically oh. is J. Jonah Jameson. Just, I think he was nicer. Devil Dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which means Moon Boy. Doctor Doom. Dum Dum Dugan. Dum Dum Dugan. Enchantress. Etragon the Demon. Wait, Etragon? The Fantastic Four. Yeah. The Rhyming Shush. Demon. I mean, it just, and I've only gotten to the Fs. Don't, I mean, we didn't even talk about Fing Fang Foom. Fing Fang Foom. Fantastic Four. Hulk. The Hulk. X Men. Nah. Iceman. All of them. It just goes Scarlet on. Witch. Juggernaut. I just I'm I'm starting Scarlet to an- annoy myself because I won't stop. But he was just Lockjaw, the new gods, all of the <gasps> new gods, Medusa, Darkseid, all of the Indians. Yeah, right. It keeps going. Orion, the Manhunters, Man Beast. I just and that's you that's only the, the first page. Wow. If I keep going, Marvel it's... Boy, Maximus, Miracle Man. Modoc. Modok, Mr. Miracle. Mr. Miracle, what? Ooh, who we might talk about. Like I said, all of the new gods. Odin. Yeah, yeah. Odin, the All-Father. Thor. I just... Hella Punisher. Oh, that's Galactus. Yeah, (laughs) but Red Skull. Yes. Sandman. Yes. Scarlet Witch. Ronan the Accuser. Ronan the Accuser. Professor X. Uatu the Watcher. That's right, the Watcher. And Adam Warlock, too. Wait, was he Thanos, too? Right. No. No, he wasn't. No, he was not. Who was Thanos? The... Oh, I, uh, Piper's going to hate me. I can't remember his name right now. This is what happens with Piper. He's leaves. Australia. It's fine. Oh. Yes. Yes. Starlin. Starlin. Jim Starlin. Hey. Uh, the way thing, to go, Kurt. Chaka. Toad. I, I'm going to stop there. Um, that was it probably like keeps going. It keeps going. The man is is credited with creating. He is the king for a reason. The majority of the Marvel universe between him and Stan Lee, it basically gave us the modern. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just the the Equivalent. the the blueprint for comics as a whole. Just yeah. the, every universe uh, was basically set up substantially with Jack Kirby. Uh, Steve's, I see you have um, both Captain America and Iron Man. How are those fitting on your face right now? Is that you comfortable? Kind of sweaty. Yeah, uh. <laughs> that makes that makes two of us, man. I'm I'm kind of sweaty myself. So, <laughs> so first off, um, do we have any favorite Jack Kirby characters? Because I mean, it's kind of I mean, it's not hard. He sort of made. Everything. Everything. I mean, he 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 didn't have quite as much influence. He had a huge influence on DC, not as much because he was not uh, there. He was in the start of his career with Marvel. Uh, but Amy, I, I had think, my hand up yeah, and everything, you, you guys, for really? the, for the audio because you you guys can't see my hand. Yes, so but I've had it up literally since he asked about Amy, characters. Favorite character from the King Jack Kirby. Go. Peggy Carter. Peggy Carter. It's always been Peggy. It's always been Peggy. Well, it's always been. It's between Peggy and and either Mister Miracle or no. It's usually just Peggy or Dumb Dumb uh, Peggy. Right, right. Now you're playing this game because you you're also throwing. I mean, Scarlet Witch, Thor, Captain America, Iron Man. It's basically everybody. Iron Man. That's the box. The box so, likes the Iron. Okay, Man. so uh, Steve, what about you? Favorite Jack Kirby creation? Oh, like I had to ask. There it is. Tony Stark, aka Iron Man. Isn't it shoot to thrill? Are, are we supposed to be? Ah. Uh, 
that's the sound. That's, we don't have that. We don't have that he, song queued up or the rights to it. Did he do Daredevil as well? No, no. no. Oh. There, there are just a handful of characters that a he did not create. He was not. He was not involved with Spider Man. Um, that was Ditko, mm-hmm. um, and I believe Ditko was also Daredevil too. Um, okay. So. I still, just the, the credit that the man has, and not just the characters that he created, but also the way he changed art, the way we saw, um, uh, the way the way he the, the, there's a there's a term for it. It's called the uh, the Kirby Crackle, the Kirby Crackle, Ooh. which is um, is it that really cool thing that you see with the energy? Exactly, exactly. When he when he shows energy, when he shows light, the way he uses negative space to define the energy, that is. Uh, a staple of his art style and fun fact from his grandson the original kirby crackle was caused by cigar ash from his because he always smoked cigars and he smoked cigars while he's doing and the cigar ash getting on the paper that's actually how he made the kirby crackle other random fun fact there is a nerd band called kirby crackle yeah there is i like them (laughs) so yeah so it's he 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 didn't just revolutionize by creating helping create these characters he also just revolutionized comic art as as, general, as yeah. a medium and in general, um, I personally, um, as far as his creations go, some of my favorite characters are in there, like Captain America. Mm-hmm. But while Captain America is one of my favorite comic book characters, I wouldn't also classify him as my favorite Jack Kirby creation uh-huh. because I personally <gasps> love, 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 love. Truly, madly, deeply. Truly, madly, deeply. The insane being known as Darkseid. Oh, Darkseid is one of my favorite comic book I characters. I see that coming out of you at I all. I just love Darkseid so much. I love every time the DC universe has a tangle with him. Even when I'm not following DC, I will get involved if Darkseid's involved. The Darkseid Wars, I had no idea what was going on up until then, but I still read the Darkseid Wars because I love Darkseid. How do you feel about Grail? What? His daughter. Oh, um... She's fine. Yeah, that answered all my questions. Yeah, right there. I mean, it's not. I, I, it, it, she's a good character. Like the stuff she did was cool. The way she brought him back was cool. But I think it's one of those things where since I again, since I'm not really invested in the rest of the universe, mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, nah. I just like Darkseid. Like, I'm just, I'm just all about Darkseid. He's, he's my man. Uh, he's my main man. He's so, your boothang. He's my boothang. So both Marvel and DC have been doing a lot to pay tribute. Oh, we already said Yeah, it. we already said his. <laughs> he had a mask and everything. Uh, so we already, there it is. We already uh, talked about our uh, our favorite characters. But the DC and Marvel have both been paying homage to Jack Kirby because he spent time with both companies. Um, mm-hmm. Despite legal issues with his family and himself and Marvel, um, hopefully most of that has, you know, since gone away gone away ish uh but both both companies are putting out a lot of stuff um amy you had mentioned the true believers the true believers yes so uh marvel has started printing out the first issue of a lot of uh kirby's original books so devil dinosaur inhumans captain america um those are the first ones that I could remember right off the top of my yeah, head. I think they did Black Panther, too. And Black Panther. Oh, yeah. they did do Black Panther. That's yeah. right. And there's another one, too, I'm missing. Uh, or not Groot. He didn't do Groot. Yeah, he did Yeah, do Groot. he created Groot. He did Groot, yeah. yeah. As, a, as a giant monster. Wow. He was a not, huge, not, giant not a, tree monster from, like, the not, last not unicorn style. Yeah. Not a guardian. <laughs> last unicorn. Yeah, and, and as Steve knows what I'm talking about. Um, but so they're all for a dollar, which is great. It's a wonderful place that I like to encourage people who are looking for something old and new at the same time to get in on the ground floor and learn about their characters like Groot the reason he only says I am Groot now is because of a 
degenerative disease that his vocal cords shrink and he will become mute at some point. Oh, it's got sadder. Yeah, there you go. That's kind of sad, but you wouldn't know that unless you were reading the original book. Exactly. When we also, uh, Marvel was doing some homage uh, covers. They were doing variant a covers. A we had a Defenders cover that actually had the uh, the Eternals on it. The Eternals, also a really cool, underrated Kirby creation. Um, and then we also have uh, DC doing these DC specials. So I actually really like this because it's not just... like I love that, that Marvel's you know reprinting and, and showing these classic characters. But DC is actually making new-ish stories. They're, they're handing the reins over to these creators. And they say, hey, if you were Kirby, how would you do this? They've done That's it for the Sandman. Right. Uh, they did it for Manhunter. And now. Uh, and we get Et- and Etrigan. There was an Etrigan story in there. I love Etrigan. He's so good. And so they had, well, a lot of, it, some of those were actually like classic stories retold, like classic Kirby stories. And other ones were, you know, new takes on, on old characters. Because uh, a lot of uh, a lot of what you saw today, if you were on social media, which we all are all the time, um, a lot of comic creators were, you know, they were drawing their favorite characters. They were paying tribute. Um, we know some great local artists who are just super, you know, just they, they nail Kirby's art style in a lot of ways when they want to. Um, Sean, Sean Miller, friend of the show, mm-hmm. Kid Sherlock, his Kirby stuff is, is great. Awesome. Oh, my God. I have it on my uh, on my local art wall. It's so good. But I saw a couple things and I actually really appreciated that, that some people did this. Like Robert Kirkman, creator mm-hmm. of The Walking Dead, creator of uh, Invincible. He went on. He went on to social media, and he said that Kirby, Kirby, all Kirby did was create new. All he did was was break the mold, and what he would want us to do today is to to not just recreate his characters, not just pay tribute, but to create something new in his honor, change the industry in a way that he would. Which I don't know if that's physically possible at this, at point. this point. To affect the industry in a way that Jack Kirby did, that's like saying, hey, can we get another Spider-Man out of Stan Lee? Can he make another character that's as groundbreaking or as important as Spider-Man? I don't yeah. know if that's possible. Uh, but the, the... Tall order. It's a tall order indeed. But the idea that that Jack Kirby affected the comic industry so much and that every character or every uh, creator should aspire to be, you know, a quarter, a, a, you know, a 13th, a minuscule portion of what he was um, is something that everyone, you know, even if you're not, <clears throat> if you're not an artist, if you're a writer, if you're just involved in, in, in comics in other ways, through backdoor ways like us, you know, we should all... Well, backdoor asp- ways? Well, I mean, you know, I'm, you know, backdoor, whatever, Twitter. We work in comics. Yeah, but we don't, you know, we don't sell or, I mean, we do we, do we sell? We, we don't, sell. we don't make them, but we do drive them. So we're important too. Um, so basically, uh, that's all I have about, about Jack, the King Kirby. Those are my fondest thoughts about him. I would just like to shoehorn this in with that, that while uh, DC is doing specials, there is a great new run of Mr. Miracle that's just started. Ooh. And, uh... We might be reviewing it at a later date. What? Well, so we're going to, once we get the the volume, uh, the full volume, I think we're going to do a a review because it is going to be 12 issues. I'm so excited. Um, Steve, you you read it the other day, right? Yes. What did you think of it? Interesting. Yeah? uh, The the story is, did not expect that. And so I don't want to say too much right now, but but (laughs) the angle they took. Well, well, do you know about Mr. Miracle to begin with? Nope. 
Oh. Yeah. So, so, about so having having no background, it, it's it's an interesting take. But if, especially if you do have a background, if you know who Mister Miracle is, it's really interesting to see because in a lot of ways he's not. He's not the same Mister Miracle. He's not the he's not the same Mister Miracle, but he's also not so different. You know, he's still got the same outfit, same relationships. Um, it's being done by, of course, Tom, Tom King, King, who's just yeah, buddy. The his run on Batman, uh, Vision. Chef um, of Babylon. Um, oh. Just the man is is just oh, knocking it out of the park, uh, and Mister Miracle uh, has so far impressed, and it's only had one issue, um, and I think it it so far has has paid tribute to the classic, mm-hmm. um, but it's also in, in in you know in the way that it's sticking to the uh, the the classic story, but in other ways it's just it's so different that I'm yes. really excited for for where it's going to go from here. I can agree with that 100. percent yeah, we're looking forward mm-hmm. to it. Uh, so with that, we're we're gonna get out of here because it's hot, it's late. Um, I need sleep. We uh, we got to do some stuff and uh, prepping for new comic book day. And we got to do other things. And uh, Steve needs to go track down his car stolen by a raging monkey. That that bastard! I swear. Oh Jesus! Ooh, language, <laughs> language. What? Uh, no, he was talking about Jon Snow. No spoilers. Oh. Uh, so. <laughs> Four. I'm sorry, did Amy just say language? <laughs> oh, there, uh, in, your, in your Iron Man. There it is. Iron <laughs> Man wearing the bad shirt. As always, uh, first off, you know, thanks to Dave, Dave Hayworth from Colossus uh, Girl Entertainment and the California Republic Comic Con. We will see you guys there. Uh, if you are looking for anything related to the Capeless Crusaders, you can track down all of that at thecapelesscrusaders.com. Cam, it has all of our social media, our episodes, our calendar, our contact us page. Scott Snyder used the contact us page. You can too. Uh, so as always, my name is David Barry at Dr. Barry on varying social media platforms. Check us out on Twitch. We're on Twitch now consistently. Curtis is on there. I'm on there. I'm going to review comic books. I'm going to play some games. We're looking at. We're trying to do like a 24-hour stream for charity. It's Extra be life. Awesome if we can get that all together. Uh, so. To my left, we have... Oh, in this real time, I'm Amy. You can find me at iJaneURobot on all of the social media that I can muster. And to the box... Remember, hashtag make a Steve Shazam. You're welcome. This is the Azorian one, Anthony and Steve. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, that you're welcome. That was great. You're anyway. welcome. So, for the Capeless Crusaders, for Curtis Fisher at Calm Down Warning at Existential Romeo, and Thomas Pet Borisuth, a.k.a. Tall, Tall Dark, Dark not, not Ugly, ugly on Down everything. in L.A. We are the Capeless Crusaders and the Mad Piper in Australia. Good night. <laughs>